Luke 9.23, in your BBK books, one, two, reading. Jesus says, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for gathering us safely into thy house on the most blessed and most wonderful day of the week, your day. We come asking for cleansing and washing in the blood of our Saviour and pleading, O God, that you would use BBK to establish our hearts, our understanding of how we ought to follow you, what it means to be a Christian, and if there be any that are still not saved, that they will come to truly be your follower as well. Speak to us, and Lord, we pray that we would truly understand this topic, how to be your disciple. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, last week, we reminded ourselves, salvation is free. Salvation is free. We cannot do anything to buy salvation. It's free, but it is at the cost, an infinite cost of God giving his beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to save us, to pay for the penalty of our sins. So being saved, well, that is God's work. Nothing that you can do but to cry to him and plead like a beggar, save me, O Lord. But after salvation, following Jesus Christ, the process of sanctification, now that is costly. That is costly. Now do not forget, if as long as in your heart, it doesn't matter how long you have been in church, what you say you believe. You have to know what the Lord says. If any man will come after me, you say, I want to follow Jesus. And they say, I want to follow him. It means I want to be a Christian. But you will not deny yourself. You will not take up your cross daily. God says, you cannot be my disciple. It means you cannot be saved. This is not salvation by works. Please remember that. What it means is as long as within your heart, all these years, you say, well, you know, I want to be a Christian, but don't expect me to believe everything in the Bible, to accept everything in the Bible. You know, some things in there are just not practical, and some things in there are, just yeah, can't be really true. It means that, you will not embrace Christ fully. In the Bible, it is always Lord and Savior. You never ever read the Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. It's always Lord, then Savior. Unless the Lordship of Jesus Christ means He is God and everything that He says is true and therefore I will and I happily and I will embrace, I may find challenges, but I will believe and I will follow by His grace. As long as He is not your Lord, you can attend every single thing in church till the day you die. You can tithe faithfully until the day you die. But as long as he is not Lord, you cannot be his disciple. So it's always Lordship first, then he is your saviour. And for the believers, salvation is sure for you. But here the Lord says, are you truly a disciple? How? How to be a true disciple? Now, at what cost? Page 120 in the old book, 142 in the new book. 
At what cost? Now, first and foremost, we learned last week, it is deny self. You see, self is always in the way of salvation. Self is always in the way of following Christ fully. It's always the self. Ego. Your ego. That is the meaning of I in Greek. I is ego. But the Lord says, let us first deny ourselves. What does it mean to deny self? That is what we're going to learn. I want to follow Christ. Christ said, well, you want to follow? First thing, deny self. It begins there. Notice God did not say, take up your cross and follow me. He begins with dealing with self. As long as you don't deal with self as a Christian, you will fail. You can be a saved soul, but a lost life. You have not received Jesus Christ fully as your Lord, you are a lost soul. But if you have, make sure you are not a lost life on earth. Begins with denying self. You see, self is always in the way. What does it mean? Look at your BBK books, page 120. Now, the f- we will learn three C's about denying self. The first thing is crucify the self. I'm crucified with Christ, the Apostle Paul says. Crucifixion of self is where it begins. Denying self means crucify yourself. What does it mean then to crucify yourself? Now it means, like, like mentioned in your BBK book, I renounce my old past sinful ways. Your old life, your old ways, your old way of thinking, your old desires, your old um, um, pursuits. Anything that you know is sinful. Anything that you know disagrees with the Word of God. Anything that you know is going to hinder your following of, you, of Christ. You say, I crucified. To crucify means to, well, like you, they crucify the, 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 the criminals on the cross, right? means it cannot get down. It's stuck there. There's no chance of it coming down. And it is sure death. Crucifixion is always sure death. Even you don't die on the cross, they'll break your legs and make sure you die. They'll pierce you and make sure you die. So crucifixion remains, this is there on the cross and it never will come back to me. And it's put to death. I will not let it revive. It is dead as far, my old person is dead as far as I'm concerned. You can shout and scream and say, come on, you know. Let's do a bit of what we used to do. He said, I don't hear you. I don't care about you anymore and what you want. So denying self is the crucifixion of self. Have you come to this stage as lordship? When you come and say, Lord Jesus Christ, save me. You're saying that, Lord, I crucify my old man, my old way of thinking, everything, Lord. I accept you as Lord now. Oh, sinful past. Now, what else about the crucifying of self? Look at BBK books. Your, your thinking, your actions, they will not be part of your new person anymore. All right? So forget about the old man. The second thing about, about crucifying self, I was sorry, denying self, one is crucify, is the past. It's over. Now, the second C is, well, now... Christ controls me. Christ controls me. Deny self means I don't let the old man control me anymore. My control, the control, that is why it's called lordship, lord and saviour. The lord of my life, the master of my life is now the Lord Jesus Christ. 
means he controls me. My thinking, my actions, my beliefs, my, my choices is no longer controlled by the I, controlled by him. Have you come to that stage? Now, under the control, this means that to deny self means I am no longer slave to sin. Sin has ceased to be my master. I have no I am under no obligation to obey the old self anymore. Now, the Christian, to be a disciple, a true disciple, and not have a lost life. You can be saved, yes, you're going to heaven. But a lost life means you continue to do your own, you control yourself, I do my own will, the I. My life from Monday to, to Saturday is my life. You cannot be a disciple of Christ. Well, on Sunday, I will talk like a Christian, I'll behave like a Christian, I'll do Christian things up to a certain hour, and then after that, it's back to my life. Well, who is really the master of your life? Still the old you. Still the old you. Now, Christ controlling you means now if I want to make a choice in life, Lord, should I get married or not get married? Lord, should I take this course or not? Lord, should I live in this country or not? Lord, whatever my flesh wants, whatever the world tells me is good, it doesn't matter anymore. Lord, you're always asking, Lord, what do you want? One of the signs of the Apostle Paul immediately when he got saved is, Lord, what will thou have me to do? What will you have me to do? It is not, Lord, I'm safe now. What are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me? But what do you want me to do? Lordship, control. Now, when a Christian learns to hand total control over to God, God, I don't really like this, but if this is your will for my life, you are in control. You will be a wonderful disciple. You will be so powerful in the hands of God. Many Christians fail in this life. You say, I want to be useful to God until you deny self. You can never be. You can never be. Now, a, a writer once wrote, he said, the world, ha the world has not known what one man can do when this man totally hands his life over to God. You know, when you let God be in total control, whatever age you are, you'll be a wonderful disciple. Now, what else about deny self? So the first one is crucify. The second one is hand over control to Christ. Your, his will is always what you want. Lord, what is your will? Let it be done in my life. Thy will be done on earth in my life. Now, the third C about denying self is there must be clear changes. Clear changes. Because Christ says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are past, crucified. Behold, all things become new. The, new. the word new is repeated again and again. All things, not just some things. A very clear, obvious change. Are you willing to make changes? As long as the self is not denied, you will not want to make changes. Why do I make changes to my family life after I'm saved? What, go, go to church for prayer meeting? Go to church to study God's word? Sunday is enough. Why must change all these things? You mean change my holiday plans? You mean change the way how we spend time at home? You mean change how I live, how I talk? 
how I choose things. You mean the things that I have now, I got to change? But God says all things have become new. Now, I'm not saying that you change for the purpose, change for the sake of changing. Anything that now will contribute to you putting away old self, crucifying him, to you handing control over to God, and whatever he says, this is how you live, I will make the changes. Before you were saved, you live as you will, whatever you want, what time you want to get up, what you want to do through the day, you just let your flesh dictate. Now that denying self means, now I make certain changes that God is in control. My quiet time, my prayer time, these are non-negotiable. Studying the word of God, the fixed time of fellowship in the church, these are new changes that come into my life. No, I am too old to make changes. Too old to make changes. No, you know, I'm not used to this kind of thing. I'm used to the other. As long as you do not say, Lord, you mean the gathering in your house. Your house is a house of prayer. Don't neglect the fellowship of the saints. You mean all these things are what you want me to do after I'm saved? All right, Lord, I'll make the necessary changes to my schedule, to my priorities, to my jobs. Are you willing to make change? that is needed in your marriage. In your marriage. This is how we live all this life. Well, changes have to occur. You have to start praying together. You have to start encouraging one another to study the Word of God. You have to lead as husband in these ways. Nala, what for? Then you cannot be a disciple of Christ. Christ says you will end up with a lost life on earth. That is assuming you are saved. Now, what else? Your resources, how you use it. Financial, time, abilities. No, Lord, all these are for my life, you know. I'm not going to deny these things for myself and hand it over to you for your use. Then God says, you cannot be a disciple of me. Now, remember that the famous poor, rich, young man in scriptures. He, the Bible says he was exceedingly rich. He was very, very rich. So think of Elon Musk, however you pronounce his name, right? Think of him, the richest human being on earth. Not old, all right? Yet. Think of someone like that. Now this, but God says, oh, poor thing. He's not willing. He's not willing to say, these things mean nothing to me. When Christ said, go sell away everything, God is not saying the moment you become a Christian, you cannot own anything. But God knew his heart. His wealth is something that he cannot deny himself of. He will not say, Lord, wealth is nothing to me. I just want you. And whatever it is that is needed for denying, for changing, for crucifying, I am willing. I'm more than happy. These things mean nothing to me. Now, unless you are like that, you, you cannot be saved. That's why this young man went away unsaved. Don't mistake this young man. The Lord loved him. The Lord saw his heart. He really wanted to be saved. That is why it broke the hearts of the Lord. He really wanted to be saved. Any one of you here really want to be saved? But he really cannot give up his, the thing that he desires most. He really cannot give it up as well more than he wanted to be saved. Is there something in your life 
Lord, I must get married. Lord, I must have this kind of job. Lord, I must have this kind of health. Lord, I must have this kind of wealth. It will be in your way of salvation. We see more afterwards. Your friendships, your relationships, young people. If you know certain friendships in school, uh, is what is drawing you away still. If you know certain relationship is affecting your growing spiritually, those friendships may not be something evil, but it's just earthly, carnal, that's all. Are you willing to make the necessary changes to change friendships? You see, denying self means making clear changes. All things are become new. Has there been this change in your life? Like a BBK book rightly pointed out, if Christ is not Lord of all, if Christ is, sorry, if Christ is to be Lord of all, he must be Lord of all. Hmm? Good, good quotation. Now then the next thing we learn is, well, let's summarize deny self first, right? So it begins there, right? Dear hearers, until self is denounced, crucified, control handed over, changes to be the new self, unless self is denied. You cannot proceed to the next step. Look at how the Lord puts it. Deny himself, then take up the cross. You wonder, Lord, why is it so difficult to take up the cross? Why? No, I find it a big struggle, you know, Lord. I keep hearing take up the cross. In fact, I don't like to hear that. Christianity should not have crosses, should be, well, have joy, have blessing, and get what I want. I thought Christianity is like that. Why is always cannot this, cannot that in church? Cannot hear this, cannot listen to this, cannot watch that. Why, Lord? Until you deny self and say, self, what you want, it doesn't matter to me. It's what the Lord wants that matter. Unless you deny self, you will not take up the cross. You will not want it. You'll find this brand of Christianity too difficult. You will find another church that preaches the health and the wealth gospel and just no crosses, no crosses, please. Well, it is not the pastor that says, take up the cross. It's the Lord that says, you deny self, then now you are ready you are ready. The Christian life will have crosses. That is the point. God did not say if man deny himself, and maybe some have crosses, some have don't know, but take up his cross. Please circle the word his. His cross. Every one of us will have our own crosses in denying self. Some a certain thing, some others another thing. Each of us will have, will have. That is why God says, you have to take it up. So all of us have our own crosses there. God said, please take it up. Now, until the Christian come to this point where say there are crosses, I cannot look, look for a Christian life that is full of, it is on a bed of, um, uh, full of bed of roses and go to heaven um, without any crosses. You are mistaken. Discipleship has crosses. Now, what does it mean to take up the cross then? Another 3C for you, all right, to help you remember. Now, um, the first C. Becoming a Christian can have 
only one way, the way of the cross. Now, hymn writers understand that the way of the cross leads home, right? That's the hymn. It will be heavy, fraught with insurmountable difficulties if you try to carry the load yourself. Now, what, it, what the Lord reminds us is it will cost you. Discipleship is costly. That's the title of this BBK. There are difficulties. And in bearing these difficulties, it will cost you. To be a godly family, to be a godly single, to be a godly young teenager, to be godly aged elderly, as long as you want to be godly, it is tied to costly. Right? To obey God. There's always a cost. The simple meaning of obey means this. The world tells you like this, do this, be this. Christ tells you love this, love him. Do this, live like that. It's which one you want to obey. And to obey, to disobey the flesh is always painful. Always painful. Now the cross, take up the cross. The cross is always identified with shame. The cross is always identified with being humbled. The cross talks about burden. The cross talks about pain. See, all these are costs. When the Lord says, you want to be my disciple? Teenager. You begin to have the mentality. I must be willing to bear shame. You go to school. I'm a disciple of Christ. I follow Christ. I obey Christ. And Christ said, do not dress like that. Do not say these things. Do not play these things. Do not think of these things. Do not engage in these things. You see, the bottom line of Christianity is, is obedience to the Lord. That is what it means to follow. Follow means you either follow the world or follow Christ. And to do that, yes, yeah, sometimes you will have to bear shame. Some of you experienced that already. They ridicule you. They don't make you part of their games, their activities. When they talk, they leave you out. Well, you feel out of place with them. Then you remember, this is my cross in school. Don't go to school and say, oh, yeah, I don't go to school. It's like when I go to school, they don't talk to me. They leave me out. I feel so embarrassed. Yes, God said, that's your cross. Then now you think, that is my cross, Lord. I gladly bear it. I go, it's all right. It's all right. Christ is with me. And that's all I care about. I smile. It's painful sometimes to be a godly family, to be a godly single. Yes, there are sacrifices that you have to make. And each one of us have our own. Please remember, you will have your own. Don't compare. Don't look at why the other person's life is so easy in this area. Why is mine so difficult? Why do I have to bear these things? Why? Why the why is that person in that situation and I'm in this so difficult a situation? That is your cross. That is your cross. So that's the first thing. Taking up the cross is, well, remember, it's costly. But it's costly, but it's cheerful. It's cheerful. Let's read together. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest in your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, God says you carry your cross but please know this. When you choose to live for me, you will learn something very interesting. You will find that you will have rest. My yoke is easy. 
when you want to bear your, your cross, when you really look, I am the one who's bearing it for you. I will carry it. See, the Christian always feel it's so difficult, I do it myself. But the Lord says, when you start to pick it up, the one that put his shoulder under that and shelter you under him, he's the one who carries the cross. You will begin to understand a certain cheer. So if you hate carrying the cross, you will go to school, hate going to school. You will go to work, hate going to work because uh, then I cannot participate in joining him in this and that. Everything in life, you will dislike it because the cross is burdensome. But when you take it on, then suddenly you realize, you know, when I obey the Lord, actually I feel joyful. It's difficult. But the thought that the Lord is with me, the, Lord, the thought that the Lord is pleased with me, I am... I am so joyful. That's why you must experience that. Because God says it, unless you say, oh, God is a liar. Oh, I carry things. Oh, it's burdensome. It's painful. I have no rest. You're only like that if you don't want to be his disciples. You know, people who want something very much in their life, you can, you can tell them any sacrifice, they happily take it. I never forget what parents say. You know, we moved to Perth. And then, they rented a house that has no air conditioning. All right? So the children are perspiring in summer. But the children love to stay in Perth so much because no homework. Right? They love it so much. No homework. And then in the summer, they're perspiring in the house at night, daytime. And we said, I think we should not stay here. Let's go back. They said, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's light to them because they wanted it so much. You see, when you want something so much, whatever it is, you find it light. You find it light for that purpose, to achieve that purpose, to please the Lord, to be with the Lord, to live for the Lord. It's easy. It's light. So if you're feeling that, deal with the heart issue, right? It's costly but cheerful. Know that. Now, the next C about taking up the cross is this. It is something that is, must be continuous, Look at the Lord, how the Lord puts it in Luke 9.23. Take up well His cross daily. Daily. It's continuous all the time. Throughout the day. Every day of the seven, week, uh, seven days of a week. 365 and a quarter day of a year. Until the day you die. Daily. So to take up the cross is not something... Well, before, you know, I'll take up the cross when I come out to work, when I have enough uh, money. I'll take up the cross. I'll, let me study very hard and, you see, when I have a lot of the money at that time, get a good job, then I'll take up my cross. No, daily, it begins now. Take up the cross now, right? That is what the Lord told the poor, rich young man. Now, are you willing to let go of the thing that you love the most? Now. He went away sad. No, not now. Maybe later. Maybe that was in his heart. Daily begins now. Now look at your Bible, uh, your BBK book. Taking up the cross signifies walking the way of the condemned prisoner going to his execution. The metaphor is a figure of speech that impresses upon the disciple the need for daily dying daily. You must die to the old man daily. Crucify the flesh daily. It is almost like a man walking... To be, to be hung. He's made up his mind. He takes every step towards that. He doesn't shrink back and say, oh, maybe not today. He goes towards it. So Christian, this continuous desire 
Starving the old man to death must be daily. Don't say, well, this sins, maybe next week, then I'll deal with it. Maybe when I come out to work. Maybe when I'm retired. Or when you're retired. Maybe when, whatever it is. Maybe later. It's daily. begins now. Now, when we begin to think of daily means, right now, I begin to starve the old man. Whatever it is, it begins today, Lord. I go home and deal with this today, Lord. Why? Because I want to deny self and take up my cross from this day. From this day. It means, next one, all right? Let's read Mark 8.35, the next C. For, who, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Now, there is a calculation. Calculate carefully. Calculate carefully. Taking up the cross has a cause, and you think, well, you know, I want to keep this part of my life. I, I, I won't surrender fully to Jesus. You cannot be saved. Calculate carefully. Is it worth whatever it is? Lord, these this things, I, I won't change, eh, Lord. I'm too used to it, and I won't give it up. But I hope that you will save me. Calculate carefully. Are you willing to take up the cross? Not drag it around. Put it on your shoulder, the Lord will bear it, and will start walking. Calculate. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whatever you are not willing to give up to the Lord, think, is it worth it for eternity? Next, for the believer, save your life. Lord, I will follow you only so far. All right? But this area of my life, I, I want it to be like that. Please, Lord, I won't follow you in this area. You will lose it. You will have a saved soul but a lost life. When you meet the Lord at the Bema judgment seat, you will find that the things in your life, the works of your life, they just get burnt up. Would you want to save what your dreams are today and get the rest of it lost in eternity? Is it worth it? Calculate. Calculate and then take it up joyfully. When you calculate, the point is this. When the Lord says this, He says, now you think about it. Is it worth it, Christian? The temporal things compared to the eternal. Is it worth it? Cal make a calculation. The answer is straightforward. Make the changes. No, too painful to do. Not worth it. No, it is worth it. Eternal, eternity without regrets. So, Christian, if you're still holding back, this calculation is very straightforward. It's a no-brainer. No-brainer at all when you think about it. So are you going to think about it? No, I don't want to take up the cross. Now then, we have the three C's of follow me. So we learned what are the three C's for take up, um, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and now follow me, discipleship, follow me. What are the three C's now to follow me? But remember this, until you and I say self is done, my old dreams are done. Changes, all the changes that God wants me to do is here. And they are painful, but I've counted the cost. It's definitely worth it. I will take it up. Ah, now you are ready to follow Christ. You see, amazing, right? The Lord say, He did not say, if any man, if any man will come after me, follow me. 
until these two things are settled, you cannot come after Christ to follow him. Now you are ready to follow. You are ready to follow. Now what is this? What are the three C's? Now first and foremost, look at your BBK books. Passive agreement with the doctrines of the Christian faith or intellectual assent to the gospel or joining a church does not make one a follower or disciple of Jesus Christ or even a believer. The first C is convictions. Convictions. You see, you can be brought up in the Christian family and you can say all the Christian things, all the Christian story, young person, attend all this, and you know all these stories better than your parents. Or parents, you know it better than your your unbelieving friends or even other Christians. It means nothing. It means nothing if it's just passive agreement. Okay, okay. But there's no convictions in your heart. Means now you hear the word of God. In your heart, say, yes, that is true. I embrace it fully. And this will be my, my beliefs. I embrace it as my beliefs. This will be my principles in life. This is how I will live. Biblical separation, yes, it's in the Bible. Yes, I understand this is what God wants. Be holy, for I am holy. Yes, I embrace it. It's my conviction. It's not pretending. Well, in church, part of a separatist church, but outside, your friends, well, you compromise. You're happy to be with new evangelicals, take their belief system. So there is convictions that are involved. Now, a Christian, a person can keep hearing the gospel and even say, yeah, I agree with, with the Bible and everything, but may not be saved. Why? It's just a religion, an intellectual religion. Of all the religions I compared, Christianity makes the most sense. I hope none of us here are like that. You bring your family to church because, well, Christianity makes the most sense. No, it's not about the most sense. Christianity is the truth and the only truth. It is the only truth that I embrace and believe and all other things that contradict what God says is untrue. Convictions. Holiness is a conviction. That is why to be a disciple, to be holy, godly, it's a conviction. If you don't have that conviction, you will always struggle. Why cannot do this, mommy, daddy? Why cannot? Why? But when it's a conviction, holiness is a conviction, you don't struggle with anything. In fact, you say, Lord, how high do you want me to jump? Not, Lord, why must I jump? But how high, Lord? How much higher? How much holier do you want me to be? Because that is your conviction. Now, the next C. The next C. Comparison. Comparison. Now, let us read Apostle Paul's Philippians 3.8. I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. You want to win Christ? You want to be a follower of Him, so close with Him, and He is pleased with you? You want that? Well, you now need to compare. Unless your convictions are so strong and when you compare all the riches, all the promotions of the world, all the pleasures of the world, they are dung. When I compare it with Christ, they are dung. Now, Christian, until we make this comparison, 
and really have a conviction that the excellency of knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, to know Jesus Christ is, is far better in comparison to getting A's and all A's in school. I'm not saying that it's evil. Huh? A's are not evil. But if it means that well, in order to get A's, I am going to forego a lot of things in my Christian walk and following Christ, well, you cannot follow him because you have not made this comparison and made this decision in your life. This is it. Whatever it is. I suffer losses. I can be much better at work, but I'd rather serve the Lord. I'd rather be more busy in the work of the Lord. I do my best at work, and anything beyond that will eat into my leading my family, leading uh, my own Christian walk. I'm not going to pursue them all the way. I've made my comparison. And the last C. All right? The last C. But by the way, the, Paul makes it clear. Now he said, I count all things but loss. And he said, for I've suffered the loss of all things. Paul does say it is, I suffer the loss of all things. I tolerate. I, in fact, willingly go through. So there are sufferings. Lo of loss of all things, you know, all. So everything in my life, my fame, my position, my, um, my acceptance in society, yeah, I I'm, I'm willingly lose all that. You know, it's not saying that these things... Um, or dung means there is, there, is, there is not a loss. There is a loss. There is a loss, but it is nothing. This loss is nothing. Now, last C. Last C. Now, the Lord says, Behold, I stand at the door. All right, point number five. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. It is a choice for you to open the door. Christ said, I will knock. But if any man open, you will find me. Now, this sup with him is a very intimate and close walk. Will you open? It's a, the third C is a choice. It's a choice. Will you give up that? Will you make the choice to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior? Then you will know. You will know a life. That you thought that holding this back will give you joy. No, you hold, you see a different life. Will you also, as a believer, this not on law is not just to the unbeliever, it's also to the believer. Now, the Christian often shuts out the Lord in our life in many ways, in many areas. Lord, this area, please, no entrance to you. Don't disturb this area, my studies, my money, my health, right? What's this? I knock. Will you make the choice to say, Lord, Please come in. Please walk with me. Lord, please be very close to me. I want to be very close to you. Anything that will cause that, I willingly deny self, take up my cross. Lord, just let me follow you. Just let me follow you closely. It's your choice. The Christian walk. Sanctification is your choice. Do you want to wait until the bima sit and say, all gone? Too late! Too late! Too late. Or we say, Lord, now I hear you knocking. After BBK, I realize this is what it means to be your disciple. And it's a cheerful path. Lord, I make my choice today. No longer to resist denying self, taking up the, my own cross, and following you. And then page 124 in the old book, 146 in the new book, last but not least. Let us consider the losses. Is it a loss? Well... The closeness of God, the eternal state of having no regrets of how you lived on earth, 
Is it a loss? No, it's a great gain. Well, you lose unsafe friends, you sacrifice worldly pleasures. Again, such loss is no loss when you know you will win the closeness of Christ. No loss. No loss at all. That's why the yoke is light. And then number three, you have a new sense of release from bondage of sin and self in the world. You see, until you experience denying self, taking up your cross, you thought that that is bad, but you will begin to have such a wonderful walk with the Lord. Say, Lord, if I only knew this earlier on in my life, if only someone taught me early on in my life, I would not have made all those mistakes, suffer all those consequences. I would have been so much happier. Number four, you become a member of the body of Jesus Christ as a saved person. What else do you want? What else do you want? Number five, you now have a family that is, that is enriching spiritually. Number five, well, to gain in following Christ, you must expect trials and tribulation, but the Christian must be prepared, all right? Don't expect a bed of roses. Know that. But when you're prepared and you say, Lord, I will walk, I will open my door to you. Please take over every part of my life. Well, the Lord says, if you're an unbeliever, you have a crown of life. For a believer, well, you will have many crowns, many rewards to throw back at the feet of Jesus. That's discipleship. Ultimately, it is at the end of the day, Lord, take my life and let it be. Consecrated, Lord, to thee. And that when we meet God in heaven, there will be fullness of joy. Let us turn to God in prayer.